0: It's the number one goal of every startup, every business. Increase the number of customers, the number of satisfied users. As software developers and engineers, we spend a good bit of time even before the very first line of code is written, trying to make sure that the end product will satisfy the intended users. We want to make sure it's functional and it'll help them accomplish the goal they had in mind when they came to use it. But of course, the work doesn't stop at version 1.0. There will be feature requests and enhancements, new functionality, all against the backdrop of an ever-changing landscape of requirements. Wouldn't it be great if, as engineers, we had enough time to continue to monitor our products? How they're being used, how satisfied the users are, how they're interacting with them, and how the product might be improved? This area of specialization, dedicated to ease of use and product feature utilization, has grown into an entirely separate engineering practice known as growth engineering. Today on the show, we'll spend some time with the growth engineering team at MongoDB. This is the MongoDB podcast, and my name is Michael Lin.
1: My name is Jesse Krasnstein. Uh, I'm the lead product manager on the growth team at MongoDB. I've been with the company for just over 4 years now. So the growth team Mike is focused on uh really the full customer life cycle I would say uh, from you know when customers first hear about MongoDB you know bringing them into the world of MongoDB and helping educate them on uh you know our products and, and things that we can do to make their life as a developer easier uh and and more efficient uh, which I would say is largely the goal of everything that we do at MongoDB but um, I think where the growth team differs from every other product team, marketing team, is that we tend to tend to be able to spread ourselves pretty broadly across the customer lifecycle. Uh, listen to where problems are coming from from our users. You know whether they're in the acquisition stage of the customer journey, they're learning to use our products for the first time, uh, they they're having scaling issues, and, and sort of help direct resources accordingly to ensure that we can help more customers overcome any issues in a specific part of the funnel or the user journey.
0: Now, from what I know about growth engineering, the skill set required are part engineer, part user interface designer, part graphic designer. But I think the most important skill to me seems to be a curious mind. I asked Jesse to talk about his background and how he got interested in this area of specialization.
1: How did I get involved in in this area? So, I, I mean, my journey to MongoDB is actually quite interesting. When I was at university some time ago, at this point, I was in a side job. I was working at a restaurant in Australia, and we faced this problem. And together with someone else that I was studying at school, we built like this really small application, and we used that in the restaurant. And we built it in I think like six weeks. We were fairly inexperienced at any form of software engineering or database development. Um, we had been studying maybe what you would call a competitive technology at the time. Uh, But someone had suggested this new thing out of the U.S. called MongoDB. And we built this app on MongoDB. And I can't tell you like how fun it was and how impressive it was. that It was just so quick to get started with within like 10 minutes. We had data being stored in the database. You know, we were figuring out the data model as we went along. We kind of knew the end goal of the product. Uh, But I think from that was like 2011, maybe. From from that moment on, I think I always held MongoDB sort of in its own category uh, of products, just in how wonderful it made my job as like building something to solve a problem. And from then on, I you know, finished university, ended up moving to the US, uh, did another startup, also did that with MongoDB. Um, and then when that didn't actually work out, I was at a tech conference put on by a venture capitalist in New York City um, and was fortunate enough to meet one of the early hires at MongoDB. And I talked a little bit with that person. Um And pretty shortly thereafter i got an introduction to someone that was hiring and looking for someone with a mix of computer science and and a business background um i kind of fit the bill and it was in an area of area of the business that i was fairly green in it was sort of product marketing and go to market it was an area i wanted to grow in Uh, and it was to focus on sort of the self-serve developer experience so it's a you know that's a massive channel for us in terms of engaging with the market um, we have really many, many, many thousands of developers that, that come to Atlas without any form of assistance from support, from a salesperson. And we really, the business wasn't serving that that user base in sort of any particular way at the time. Uh, and so I started there and pretty quickly saw an opportunity to sort of actually evolve the product experience itself, not only just the marketing experience. Um, and that was sort of the beginning, at least from where I stand, of how I got involved with growth at MongoDB.
0: Now, the funny thing about growth engineering is you're not necessarily going to know when you're interacting with the product, whether you're interacting with the growth team or whether you're interacting with part of the product that's been in place for some time. Now, you may notice slight changes, and you may actually be participating in what they call an A-B test. I asked Jesse to explain how users might see some of the work that the growth engineering team does
1: a developer would encounter the work of the growth team after four years of working on growth at MongoDB i would say at almost any point in the customer experience we've been lucky enough to uh, grow from a really small group of, of of individuals partnering with our documentation and education teams you know our, our acquisition teams that work on on marketing across all varieties of channels um, you know when you see an ad on from MongoDB on a blog or maybe even when you see some content that's been in, in some way, shape or form, growth has probably been involved at some point in optimization of the experience um, in finding some sort of insight that maybe led us to create a certain type of content or a certain type of ad or reach out to customers in a certain way um, through to when you come and sign up for, you know, our, our, our fantastic products. Uh, you know, when you, when you go into Atlas, um, you know, you're creating a cluster the first time. That was one of the biggest problems we, we were hearing when the growth team first started. Uh, was how complex it was to configure a cluster, and we had you know, enterprise users of MongoDB who obviously understood all of the terminology, the jargon, and were able to make decisions having having a lot of experience behind them. But then we had users coming from you know high school into into our cloud products and were faced with the same questions that someone with twenty years of being a DBA might face. Uh, and we realized you know not all of those things are relevant to everyone, uh, so we started to figure out how we could you know, optimize the experience, make it simpler for those that need it to be simpler, so they can also learn to develop with MongoDB, uh, and, you know, keep all of the opt-in complexity for those that want to be out of control, all the dials themselves as well. It's a good example.
0: Okay, so Jesse's been here from the beginning, helped to grow the growth engineering team. I thought it might be interesting to Uh, Add a different perspective, someone newer to the team, newer to MongoDB.
2: I'm Akshay Sadarangani, and I'm a software engineer 3 in the Atlas growth team here at MongoDB.
0: As we learned from Jesse, it takes a special skill set. It's a really good mix of things that you need to know in order to be effective in growth engineering. I talked to Akshay and asked him about what it is in growth engineering that he finds compelling compelling enough to take a role in this specialization.
2: So the good thing about being in growth is that we have multiple things happening in a typical day. So maybe I could be working with our product and analytics team to work on some experiments, uh, which are user focused. We're trying to get the users the best experience possible that they can have. Or we could be working with um, cross team collaboration projects, such as Upgrading our JavaScript projects, or just working with you know various products, uh, cross-team collaboration, cross-product collaboration, maybe honing our skills, doing some R and D work, trying to get the what the industry is heading towards, and upgrading our knowledge sets so that we can provide our skills in the work that we actually do in our day-to-day.
0: What is the goal? What's the mission of the growth team?
2: I would say that if I had to give a one-line tagline for growth, I would say that. We work hard so that our users don't have to. So, and the long explanation for that would be we strive to get our users the best experience that they can get using our products. So, all the way from onboarding to, say, connecting to your first cluster at Atlas. So, what we do to attain that is we conduct a bunch of experiments where we try to compare our current variants with alternatives. So, let's say we do A-B testing, where the users see what they see in a live production environment, and some users may be allocated randomly to an experiment where they see a slightly different version of the same UI components, and then we try to gauge, okay, which one is better for our users. So we have some statistical analysis going there. Um, We have the rate of success or sometimes failure as well so that we can make informed decisions about providing our users with the best experience.
0: What are some of the tools that you use to capture user interactions?
2: Sure, um, so actually we use um, a, a tool to capture the analytics events that we have. We also have our at-home tool dashboard called um, Foliora, where we have um, all the uh, metrics regarding an experiment, where analytics can go in and check in which experiment is performing better, which variant is better, and make decisions based on that. We do have our data science team as well, where we have our data being stored in MongoDB. So they do use the NoSQL warehouse to get the data that we require to make these decisions as well.
0: Yeah. And what types of resources uh, were made available to you to kind of bring you up to speed on the on the products and and Atlas and and MongoDB in general.
2: I have been using MongoDB for a, for a while. Um, I started in grad school, and I was actually one of the point people who got the MongoDB team sales team in touch with the acquisition team. So I was actually helping facilitating those conversations. So I was already familiar with the product. Uh, But we do have a course called NHTT, which is new Higher technical training, which um, everybody in the firm has to go through. And that's actually pretty good in getting people up to speed as to what the product does, how to use it. You actually need to give like these quizzes, which you need to get, I think, above an 85, 90 percent to pass. So then make sure that you get, get up to speed with the product.
0: Yeah, how did you get interested in in tech and software in general?
2: Oh well, I think since like I was I was a kid, I was doing this, so it's been so long. Um, I've been in the tech space for for a very long time. I actually, I think maybe the initial scope was when I was, I think, in my third grade, when we got like computer as a subject as a new the the next big thing that's going to happen and um it was in on, only available in school um, multiple students would share like one computer system it was so limited and so scarce but um it was so fun when we would get those you know like even like 10 20 minutes to play with it it was so much fun that i actually came back home and i asked my dad to get one at home and my dad through the difficult he did actually end up getting one and that's where my interest just sparked i Literally like stopped going outside to play as much, and I started spending more time indoors, trying to explore what's actually going behind the scenes on a computer. So I think, yeah, that's what piqued my interest. That's where i got into the tech space, and I've never you know been happier. I've never wanted to leave the space ever since.
0: So you get interested in computers, you start studying it in school, mm-hmm. and uh, you study software in university?
2: Uh, yes, I was a computer science major, actually. I also got a master's of science in computer science from Northeastern University, Boston. So that was my transition from moving from India to the US, was through grad school,
0: actually. Um, and then prior to Goldman Sachs, were you working as a software developer before?
2: I was, but at a lower capacity. So I was a, what we call a web and SharePoint developer, So which was a very niche um, line of business. Uh, I was there for two years and that was something that i actually picked up on the job it was definitely not something that was being taught in school but it was it was something i picked up on the job and yeah it was still fun while it lasted but
0: I, what do you think the the key components that that make software engineers successful what are, what are those key things that make people successful in the software engineering space
1: i
2: think um, problem solving in general you know having the curiosity to not just solve but also keeping on learning Um, it's okay to not know the answer to a particular question but you should have the thirst to get there to figure out how to get there by any means possible i think as a developer i speak for the entire community that we spend a lot of time on google on stack overflow and you know it's not like if my manager sees me on on like spending time here learning these resources or looking up how to code something He's not going to be mad at me. He knows this is the way, this is the right way. You know, you look at the documents, you know the resources, where to find them, and then you figure out how to do it. So I think just not, it's its not about knowing the answer immediately. It's about, you know, that want to get there and to be able to get there eventually.
0: Um, what drew you to to growth as an area of focus?
2: Sure. So I was actually contacted by the recruiter. And when I was pitched the idea of growth and what we actually do. Um, in the Atlas growth team, um, it piqued my interest. Um, what I really like about this space is that you can see what the users want and it's 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 pure math, it's statistical. So you don't have to uh, rely on intuition. You don't have to you know, wait for I don't know, some miracle to happen. You can actually see the math. You can see, okay, this is what users like. This is how we can help them get the best experience. And at the end of the day, when when you have a successful experiment and you can make the changes in, in production and you you know that you're contributing in a uh, significant way to make your users get the best experience that they can possibly get.
0: How large is the, is the growth team? How many people are you working with directly?
2: So the growth team is actually divided into two small, what we call squads. Squads are nothing but like multiple teams come together to work. So for example, we have like... Um, Atlas Growth 1 and Atlas Growth 2, these are the two engineering divisions and we have about like four engineers each, but we also work with product and analytics and they they come together in the picture and we you know kind of at any time have like maybe seven to eight people that we're working. So it almost doubles up in size.
0: So as developers, the real challenge is in understanding what the user is going to prefer in terms of an experience. The challenge then exists in the space between the developer and the user experience. How then does the developer close that gap? I asked Akshay to talk about how the Atlas Growth team goes about the process of closing the gap between the developer and the user experience.
2: So at Atlas Growth, we conduct experiments where we compare different versions of the UI and we have say A-B testing where some users will see controlled environment whereas the others would see a variant which is basically just a slightly different version of what the existing ui is and then we conduct experiments in a way that we have statistical information out of it so we gather intel such as um okay the how much impact does it make to the user does the user click a button more in say variant a versus variant b and things like that so that helps us make informed decisions as to which experiment is better and which user experience is more suitable for our users. So for example, an experiment that we conducted recently involved showing the users a connect button when they have zero connections. So it's just a slight nudge to the user that, hey, maybe you want to connect to your cluster or maybe you want to add data to your cluster. So we would show them an add data button if there is no data currently. So it. It's all already available to our users, but we're just trying to give them a variant where it's much more accessible, much more intuitive, and much more easier to access, basically. So the way we gauge whether an experiment is successful or not is based on the variant that we provide. So we have two terminologies over here, a control and a variant. So a control is what most users will see in the production environment, which is what the current version is, what the base version is. Whereas a variant is a slightly different variant. So it's a slightly different version, the users might see slightly different experience basically. And we're trying to gauge whether this different experiment is better, if this variant is better than what we see currently or not. So the way we gauge this and the way we measure the success for this is through analytics events. So for example, let's say we have an additional button available in this variant we will capture when the users click on it, whether the user clicked on the button or not. So based on that, we can know, okay, more users are engaging in the variant versus the current control version. And that way we can know whether the experiment is successful or not. Um, There are times when an experiment may not be successful, where the current version is actually doing better. So we won't actually push that to production. We will maintain the current version But if an experiment is performing better than the current version, we will actually push that and give our users the new code so that they can have the better experience now. Recently, we had something called a three-door experiment where when the users are creating a new cluster in the Atlas UI, they're given three different options, which is a dedicated, a shared, or a serverless cluster. And the users can actually just in the same page decide which one they want to create. So earlier they would have to go through a different different mechanism. They would have a, a toolbar where you would select this and just having all three buttons together just made it a much more easier experience and much more intuitive. And we actually saw a large engagement score there. So that was actually successful and it's now available in production.
0: Feedback is so powerful. And in a way you're you're gathering feedback through your experiments, but is there any other way that Maybe users can uh, provide feedback on other elements of the user interface or the experience?
2: Absolutely. Users can actually leverage feedback.mongodb.com and just go to Atlas and submit their feedback over there. We're also open to accepting new ideas for any experiments or feature requests or, or bug requests that are available for us to consider. So please feel free to log into feedback.mongodb.com and submit a request there.
0: Thanks so much to Akshay and to Jesse for sharing their experience around the growth engineering team here at MongoDB. If you heard something you liked, if you were inspired to work at a great company with great people, check out mongodb.com careers. You can reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Twitter at MLin. You can always reach us at at MongoDB. Look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day.